Soon or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Hey there, welcome to the very first podcast of Physics Swag, a space to get your basic physics right. Yeah, so today I'll be discussing about the very fundamental concept called units and measurements. So when we talk about this, first what do you mean by measurement? Measurement is nothing but the comparison of any physical quantity with its standard unit. Now when we talk about units, there are three system of units. The CGS system, MKS system and FPS system. CGS system stands for centimeter gram second, MKS for meter kilogram second and FPS for foot, pound and second. And all these three systems are based on three fundamental quantities, namely length, mass and time. So quantities, there are three main quantities, namely physical quantity, derived quantity and supplementary fundamental quantity. And all these three quantities have their own respective units. So coming to physical quantity, the quantities which are independent to each other are called physical quantities that is that they don't require any other quantity to express themselves they are independent and there are seven physical quantities namely length mass time temperature electric current luminous intensity and amount of substance and all these three fundamental seven fundamental quantities have their own respective fundamental units namely meter for length kilogram for mass second for time kelvin for temperature ampere for electric current candela for luminous intensity and mole for amount of substance this is the first quantity second quantity comes the derived quantities that is the quantities which are dependent on physical quantities are called derived quantities. Note there that physical quantities are also known as fundamental quantities. Okay, so derived quantities are the quantities which are independent. That is, uh, sorry, they are dependent. They are dependent on the independent quantities. That is, they are dependent on the physical quantities. For example, velocity. So what is velocity? Velocity is distance traveled by time. Distance can be taken as length. Length is again a physical quantity and time is also a physical quantity. So length by time gives velocity which makes velocity a derived quantity. Right? Next example I can take is acceleration. Acceleration is again velocity by time and velocity can again be expressed as distance traveled by time. So distance can be taken as length. So everything in it is a physical quantity. So again acceleration becomes a derived quantity because it requires physical quantities to express itself. It is the same for force and many others. Force is equals to mass into acceleration. So and their units, their respective units are called derived units. Next comes is supplementary fundamental quantities. There are only two supplementary fundamental quantities, namely plane angle and solid angle. And their units are called supplementary units. The unit of plane angle is radian and the unit of solid angle is steradian. Okay, so next we'll be 
moving on to dimensions now what are dimensions dimensions are nothing but the powers which are raised on fundamental units to express its unit and only three main quantities are again taken here that is length mass and time these three are the quantities which are used to are used in dimensions for example when we talk about area area is what what is area side into side length into length so that makes its unit as l square these dimensions are expressed in terms of dimensional formula which is enclosed in square brackets like for example area we know that it, the area of uh, area is sorry the unit of area is meter square and hence meter can be taken as length right because meter is a unit for the fundamental quantity length so the dimensional formula will be l square enclosed in square brackets the same for volume volume is meter cube so it will be l cube in square brackets velocity is distance traveled by time distance can be taken as l that is length divided by time capital t so l t raised to minus 1 why t raised to minus 1 because t is in the denominator it comes on the top it its uh, raised to power will be minus 1 and this also should be enclosed in square brackets and the same follows for the rest then comes the homogeneity principle that is with respect to these dimensions which says that lhs should be equal to rhs what does it mean if the dimensions of left hand side of an equation are exactly equal to the dimensions of right hand side of the equation then the equation is called dimensionally correct this is known as the homogeneity principle so mathematically if you can tell that lhs is equal to rhs and next comes the applications of these dimensions so the main two applications are it is used to check the accuracy of physical quantities and to obtain relation between different physical quantities i hope you get this correct next moving on to errors now what do you mean by an error error yeah in common language is mistake but here in terms of physics error refers to the lack in accuracy of what of the measurement the measurement that we are doing the measure the measurement of a physical quantity the lack in the measurement of a physical quantity due to the limit of accuracy of the instrument is called error so in short what is error it is a lack in accuracy in the measurement of an instrument and why is it caused due to the limit of accuracy of the instrument so there are four different types of errors absolute error mean absolute error relative error and percentage error now what is absolute error the difference between the true value and the measured value of a quantity is called absolute error now what do you mean by true value and measured value true value is the value that is on the meter scale on that instrument and what and the measured value is the value that we have obtained i hope you're getting it 
mean next comes mean absolute error the arithmetic mean of the magnitude of the absolute errors is called mean absolute error so what is absolute error the difference between true value and the measured value and mean absolute error is the arithmetic mean of the absolute errors so what do you mean by arithmetic mean the mean then uh, sum of the numbers divided by the number of numbers okay to make it easy i'll give an example so take absolute errors list of absolute absolute errors at as 1 2 3 for example so what will be mean absolute error 1 plus 2 plus 3 divided by 3 how did it come the you have to add the numbers and then divide by the number of numbers that are there there are 1 plus 2 plus 3 and how many numbers totally there are three numbers so divided by 3 you'll get mean absolute error next comes the relative error relative error is the ratio of mean absolute error to the true value next the last comes the percentage error it is a relative error expressed in terms of percentage right so absolute error is the difference between true value and the measured value mean absolute error is the arithmetic mean of the magnitude of the absolute errors relative error is a ratio of mean absolute error to the true value then percentage error is the relative error expressed in terms of percentage okay so next the last topic of today's episode is significant figures so in the measured value of a physical quantity the number of digits about the correctness of which we are sure plus the next doubtful digit are called the significant figures now rules for finding significant figures there are five rules for following that have that has to be followed in finding out significant figures so number 1 all non zeros are significant figures the non zero digits are significant figures for example 4362 has four significant figures now what are non zero digits the digits which do not contain the number zero right so next the second rule is all zeros occurring between non zero digits are significant figures example 1005 it has four significant figures here the number zeros are considered because they lie between two non zero digits that is these two zeros lie between 1 and 5 so since they lie between the number zero lies between two non zero digits it is considered and so there are totally four significant figures in the number 1005 third point all zeros to the right of the last non zero digit are not significant for example take the number 6250 it has only three significant figures why because the last digit zero is not counted because yeah, that's the rule the to the right of the last non zero digit the zero that lies to the right of the last non zero digit see where does this zero in the number 6250 lies to the right of the 
last non-zero digit. What is the last non-zero digit in 6250? 5. And 0 lies after 5 in 6250. So it is not considered as a significant figure. So in the number 6250, there are only 3 significant figures. Next, fourth point. In a digit less than 1, all zeros to the right of the decimal point and to the left of a non-zero digit are not significant. For example, listen to this carefully. For example, 0 0.00325. This number has only three significant figures. Why? I told you the rule for that, the fourth one. Because in a digit less than one, all zeros to the right of the decimal point. See, in this 0 0.00325, there are two zeros right after the decimal point. They are not considered as significant figures. So, only in the number 0 0.00325, only 3 to 5 are considered as significant figures. Hence, in the number 0 0.00325, there are only three significant figures. The last point. All zeros to the right of a non-zero digit in the decimal part are significant. Significant. Sorry. Example: 1.4750 has five significant figures. Why? Because the zero lies after the point and at the end of the non-zero digit number. So I hope you all understood it and. Uh, yeah, there is the last part, rules of rounding off significant figures. We understood how to identify significant figures. Now the rules for rounding off significant figures. There are four rules. The first one, if the digit to be dropped is less than 5, then the preceding digit is left unchanged. For example, 1.54 is rounded off to 1.5. Second point, if the digit to be dropped is greater than 5, then the preceding digit is raised by 1. Example, 2.49 is rounded off to 2.5. Third one, if the digit to be dropped is 5, followed by digit other than 0, then the preceding digit is raised by 1. Example, 3.55 is rounded off to 3.6. If the digit to be dropped is 5 or 5 followed by zeros, then the preceding digit is raised by 1. If it is odd and left unchanged if it is even. Example, 3.750 is rounded off to 3.8. And another example, 4.650 is rounded off to 4.6. I hope it is clear. If you have any doubts, you all can put it in with the help of a voice note. And I'll make sure I'll address it. Okay, have a good day and bye.